You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder podcast, episode eight, Tarot, Truth or Taboo? Welcome to the Soul and Wonder podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Well, 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 we find ourselves back in the United States of America. We arrived about a month ago. And for those of you that have not listened to Episode 7, I highly recommend you pressing the stop button right now and going back to that give you a little bit more insight on why we are back and why we chose to come back. And so that will give you some uh, a deeper insight into that. And But this, this episode is uh, really special and we have an amazing interview coming up for you. Um, and Sarah can talk a little bit more about that. Hello. So today's episode is one of my favorites so far because it covers one of my favorite topics tarot tarot cards now before you get scared and click out of the podcast this episode is to help kind of break down the walls um, that people put up regarding this art form Um, you know when you hear tarot you immediately think witchcraft or voodoo magic or (laughs) truth or taboo (laughs) and so we we brought on a very special guest Bridget Esselmont as some of you may know, she's from the Biddy Tarot website. That's biddytarot.com. Um, she is an avid tarot reader as well as a trainer for people who want to learn to read tarot with more confidence. She's also an intuitive business coach. We'll get into more details about that further in the episode. But really quickly, I want to give you an introduction about tarot, what it is, what it does, and how we use it at Soul and Wonder. So... Tarot, it's an old, old card deck of cards. Um, it's still kind of unknown where exactly it derived from. There's some debate about that. But there are records of it being in Italy hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, and it kind of sort of started off as a game. For some people, they would play games with it. But it sort of turned into a divination tool of sorts. But anyway, it has evolved over time. And now we use it for something much different. But tarot is a collection of archetypes and symbols that represent human life. Okay, we, we come into this life naive with um, need to learn. And we have to go through ups and downs to do so. And then the, the whole concept is to make it come full circle and bring the knowledge back to source whatever spiritual or religious beliefs you subscribe to, it is universal. So don't worry about that one. Um, I use it at Soul and Wonder to kind of help my clients tap into their own intuition, reconnect with their own self to explore from a very sacred space their lives. And this could be past, present, or future, but usually past and present, believe it or not. Um, my tarot usually centers around that and it empowers people to kind of make 
more truthful decisions for themselves, more genuine decisions, um, because you have all the answers within you. It's not the deck of cards isn't going to tell you what to do or what to think. However, there is a there is an air of magic to it. And that is something only to be felt with those who, you know, open up to receive a reading or learn to read tarot cards. So that's kind of a very, very brief description of what tarot is. Bridget, you will find, is going to go into much more detail about the spirituality of tarot, how we can use it to reconnect with ourselves and how to hopefully transform consciousness in the world around us. So I would love for you to stick around and we can transition into the interview. After that, stay tuned for your health tip of the episode. Boom. Bam. All right. Well, enjoy this one and we'll uh, catch you on the flip side. All right, everybody, we are back. We are now here with Bridget Esselmont, who is, for those of you who don't know, she is a passionate tarot reader and teacher who inspires everyday people to transform their life and others with tarot. She helps aspiring tarot readers build a personal and intuitive connection with the tarot cards and to read the tarot with confidence. And as an intuitive business coach, Bridget inspires heart-centered business owners to grow their own online empires through authentic business practices aligned with their sole purpose. And I can personally vouch for this as I'm a frequent user of uh, Bridget's website, biddytarot.com. It's a wonderful community with all kinds of juicy stuff to dig into. Um, It's helped me significantly break down some of my barriers with like, self-doubt and things of that sort, reading my own tarot cards to my clients. And so, Bridget, we are very happy to have you here. Thank you for coming on the call. Thank you. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah. Once again, your website has really uh, helped me take, you know, it wasn't until I, I've been reading tarot for like eight years now, and it wasn't until I got involved with your website this past year that I felt I had the confidence to actually start charging money for my clients. And so I want to thank you personally for kind of helping me break down that barrier, connect with my own intuition and just feel like I actually knew what I was doing. (laughs) Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. And, you know, like just even just connecting with that idea of confidence, having the confidence, I think that is the most important thing when it comes to reading tarot is just getting that feeling of, of confidence with your reading. So I'm super, super excited for you that that's kind of clicked and, and brought you into more of a professional tarot reading space oh absolutely it's amazing like the night and day difference you know before I used to just read it for people at parties and you know I could see the connection with strangers even they felt connected to the cards but I still felt like I had to go home and check my books and make sure I was right (laughs) and then I realized sometimes I you know was different than what the book said I'm like oh my god I screwed it up I told them all the wrong stuff but yet it's still resonated with them. And so when I got on your website, I was like, wow, this makes perfect sense. The cards do tell a story. I should trust my intuition and just go with it. And now I'm doing even readings for people at a long distance, doing recordings where I don't have them to affirm whether I'm on the right path. And it's still coming out 
100% accurate for them. So once again, thank you so much for that guidance. Yeah. And just to add oh, this, beautiful. you know, along the way of seeing her uh, progression and growth and evolution with the cards. And um, I'm not a tarot reader myself. However, um, it is an integral part of our business. And it's just really been amazing to see how, you know, you've come along with that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's awesome to see that. So. Well, thank you, Christopher. <laughs> cool. And Chris, you say you're not a tarot reader yet. Just you wait. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's doesn't the take word. much. <laughs> you know, and that's, a, that's another admirable thing um, that your community, it creates this confidence for people who feel like, you know, as you've said on your podcast before, we used to have this idea that tarot is for like middle-aged women with like, you know, crystal balls and, you know, super magical things going on, but it can really be, everyone can do it anyone can learn yeah absolutely and including my own husband as well so that's why I say Chris you watch out <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I might just Anything pick up possible. the deck tomorrow we'll see <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said really quick question where does the term biddy come from is that a nickname of yours yeah, it's it's um it's a question that gets asked a lot, and I wish I had a really compelling story to tell with it. But um, the truth of it is, when I was a teenager, I had a lot of my friends. They um they had nicknames, except everyone was calling me Bridget, and I was like, oh, I really I want to have a nickname. <laughs> and then I said, okay, everybody, call me Biddy because that's like short for Bridget. But of course, you can't tell people to give you like to call you a certain nickname. So no one ended up calling me Biddy. So I kind of like stashed it away. And then when I started reading tarot and building a website online, um, I was also working in a corporate career and I wanted to keep the two quite separate at that point. So I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll just call it like Biddy Tarot. So then no one knows that it's really me, but it's kind of my pseudonym with with um, with the, the Biddy Tarot side of things. So that's kind of where it came from. It's it's funny because a lot of people go to me, well, like, isn't a Biddy an old person? You don't look that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, no. But anyway, it's, it's kind of stuck now, like 20 years on. So um, yeah, Biddy Tarot it is. Well, it's a good way to kind of keep that separate, that corporate and the, you know, tarot. I'm sure at that time it was probably a little intimidating to unite the two, um, but hopefully we're getting through more of that taboo, kind of washing that away as we progress through the ages. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, even the point where I finally said, okay, I've got to change my LinkedIn profile from, you know, management consultant to tarot reader. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> That was a big deal. But I, I think more and more, particularly like where I'm at right now is that um, tarot is such an integrated part of my life. Like mm -hmm. for me to try and hide the fact that I read tarot would be denying who I am um, and that feels really out of sync and out of alignment. So I think, you know, these days I have to say that I'm, I'm absolutely tarot because I, I can't shut down that part of myself. And, you know, I think it's an interesting journey for other people who read tarot because oftentimes we start by thinking like, oh, I can't tell anyone that I read tarot cards because they might think I'm like crazy or they might think I'm worshipping the devil or something, you know, ridiculous. Oh, um, absolutely. 
But I mean, like that fear is real because unfortunately there is that perception in this world that tarot is evil or, you know, that tarot is something just weird. Um, but I think as we start to get into tarot a lot more and really understand what role it can play in our lives, we begin to understand that tarot isn't this weirdo thing. It's actually quite a normal aspect of just being a, a soulful being or, you know, a spiritual being in a human body and all that jazz. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's funny because we get a lot of the same uh, criticism from some people, you know. Especially because I grew up in the South of the United States, which is a little bit more religious, you know, a uh, little bit more traditional per se. And so it was kind of hard for me to come out of the tarot closet as well. I, get, I still get the criticism to this day, but you know, it's just one of those things I brush off, but and hope that it'll change over time and but do my best to inform people of what it really is. And it's, it's helped a lot. Um, but yeah. with, with that being said, what exactly got you into reading tarot cards and uh, how did your path develop to the point that it is now? Yeah, well, as a teenager, I was very interested in, well, religion and spirituality. So I like explored the Christian beliefs, um, Buddhism, uh, and then also more like paganism and Wiccan and, and so on. Mm-hmm. So I've always had this interest in all things spiritual, but I've I've never really attached myself to a particular way of thinking. So it's been more um, eclectic, I suppose. And when I came across the tarot cards at 18, I had a reading um, and it was quite it was quite an interesting and accurate reading. I thought, great, I can get into this. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting into the tarot cards and I'm like, wow, this is, you know, this is capturing all of these different spiritual philosophies and beliefs and concepts in these deck of 78 cards. And you didn't have to subscribe to a particular religion to understand what these cards meant on that deeper spiritual level. So for me, it was just a kind of meshing together of what I'd been connecting with throughout my teenage years. And then suddenly they're there represented in the cards. Um, When, like, I I just started self-teaching, you know, learning how to read the tarot cards for myself. and as I was doing that, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll create a website, as you do, um, and I'll share what I'm learning about the tarot cards. So that's really how, like, Biddy Tarot and the tarot card meanings came about, just basically me sharing what I was learning um, as as I was on that path. And then fast forward about 10 years and um, I started thinking, well, you know, we were getting a lot of website traffic and I thought, oh, maybe, maybe I could – turn this into a business somehow and maybe I'll sell an ebook with the tarot card meanings in them. Um, And I experimented with that and that started to take off. And then again, fast forward a few more years, the business had grown to this point where I could finally go, right, corporate life, you are done. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a good feeling? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I still have nightmares now where I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to resign from my job (laughs) and I'm still there. And then I'm thinking, how am I going to run my business if I'm still doing this job? Do I really have to show up every day? Oh, anyway. Um, But yeah, so that was uh, 2012 was when I left my corporate job and Biddy Tarot has just taken off since then, which has, you know, been amazing. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like everything just kind of happened organically to put you on your true path. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think when, you, when you're when talking about being on your path, um, 
for me, it's always been about just going wherever the energy is and feeling my way through it. Um, so I never woke up, like I didn't wake up one day and go, right, I'm going to make a business that's about tarot. Right. It was always just going, hey, this is like, this is kind of fun or people are interested in this. Okay, I should try a little bit more of that. Or people aren't interested in this aspect. Okay, well, I'll stop doing that. Um, so for me, it's quite an evolutionary process, but always coming back to what what brings you back into alignment with your soul work. Um, and where do you like completely buzz and resonate um, when you're doing that kind of work and then just do more of that. And I guess that's also how Biddy has evolved in, in that respect. Absolutely. And that can be applied to anyone and anyone's, you know, life's mission and path, you know, regardless of, you know, if they do tarot or not, that those same practices um, and awareness can be applied to anyone doing any kind of field of work. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I got to ask you the question that I get asked the most. <laughs> um, how exactly do you think the tarot works? Yeah. So this, like, I think this is a really important question for each and every person who reads tarot to answer, because I think the answer is deeply personal and it will change, you know, no matter who you're speaking to yet, there'll be like common threads, but ultimately you as a reader need to um, fully understand how you believe that tarot works. So with that said, when, when I think about tarot and how, I see it working for myself. I see it as kind of, well, I want to say like a window to the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is it's kind of like when you're laying out the cards, you're looking at these images in front of you and the stories are being told in these images and your conscious mind is seeing the card and it's acting as kind of a trigger to your subconscious to bring up what you need to know at that point in time from your subconscious and into your conscious mind. And when you're in that process of bringing it into your conscious thought, then you can act and do something about it. So for me, like when I, when I think of tarot, I don't think of it as fortune telling, um, you know, telling the future, all that kind of stuff. I see it more as a tool for manifesting what you want and, um, for creating, you know, the creating your destiny instead of being um, at the effect of your destiny. So, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the tarot as this great tool to bring out from your subconscious into your conscious mind so then you can take really conscious action in your life. Absolutely. Um, and when, when it comes to reading for others and, you know, how is it that you somehow know exactly <laughs> what's going on for somebody's, somebody else's life, that's also where there's a bit of like the the magic and you know I, I truly believe in like a universal energy and if we can connect into that energy we can connect into this um, collective consciousness mm-hmm. so you know we have individual consciousness of how we personally see the world but collectively we have this kind of combined energy almost like the the water in the ocean um, and when we can connect in with that that's when we can help and support other people to manifest their goals using the cards as a guide. Absolutely. Hopefully that to get too trippy. <laughs> yeah, no, we, I mean, we relate uh, with this hundred percent. And actually it's funny because we, just to give a quick example to our listeners, we actually, um, as I said, we were in Peru. Um, we were in South America for three months 
And we were in Peru um, and we had a gig to stay in the Amazon for several months. However, it didn't work out, but it was for the best. And uh, we were kind of coming down to the wire and we're like, you know, what should we do? Should we should we stay or should we should go? Should we stay or should we go? And we're like, let's consult the tarot. Yeah. So we actually <laughs> we actually pulled um, an oracle card. And, you know, really quickly, I always try to tell people don't make decisions based solely on the cards itself, but to realize that the card will evoke certain feelings and thoughts that you already have, you know, and so it's a good support for decision making. Um, but we pulled a card from the or from an Oracle deck. I have a Quan Yin Oracle deck. It's beautiful. It's all centered around um, exploring your discovering your divine nature, sort so to speak. And um we we asked ourselves and the deck of cards, you know, what do we need to know about this week? And the card we pulled was so appropriate to the time. It's called the Book of Changes. And in short, it basically said you're delaying or you're experiencing a delay right now. And um, that's because the universe is rerouting you towards your path that's going to be the best for your highest good. And it was so appropriate at that time. And it got us, it, it, we used it as a tool to kind of dig deeper into what we were really feeling. And we became honest with each other and ourselves about what we were, you know, feeling. And it turns out that we were both ready for that delay anyway, and we needed to sort of change paths. And so that's a perfect example for our listeners, how it doesn't make, it doesn't decide things for you. You get to safely explore it, almost like it creates a sacred space for you to sort of just talk about things, you know, from a past, present, future perspective without giving it the power to make you decide things. And I just think that's wonderful. Uh, and and actually something that's just occurred to me is I think that the tarot doesn't tell you about things. It mm -hmm. almost asks you about things. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of power when you can use the tarot cards as a reflective tool or to ask yourself some questions about what's going on in your life because ultimately the answers and, you know, all, all of the wisdom resides within you. It doesn't yep. reside in the cards. It doesn't reside in another reader telling you what to do or any kind of, you know, system, philosophy, whatever. All of that, all of those answers that you need are already within you. And so the tarot is just simply facilitating you to get right back in touch with your intuition and your inner wisdom and just, you know, get back into your inner source of power. Most definitely, most definitely. And um, I know from personal experience over reading the cards um, a lot for myself for the past seven or eight years, it's really helped transform my life at, because of what you said, you know, allowed me to connect with my intuition and empowered me in my decision making. So because of that, I've seen it also transform other people's lives um, for reading cards for them. So out of curiosity, what are some of the ways you've seen people's lives transformed by using tarot? Are there any kind of stories that stick out in your mind or what do you think about that? Yeah, it's interesting because I think the process happens in so many different and unique ways. So sometimes I've seen it where in the process of the reading, there'll be like these big aha moments and like, oh, that's why I'm feeling that way. Um, or, you know, once I read for a good friend and during the reading, she was just like, okay, okay. 
I thought, oh, crap, we're like, I I haven't done a very good job here or, like, she thinks I'm not a very good reader, you know, all that crazy talk that goes on in your head. Um, And then a few days later she she called me and she said, oh, Bridget, I was crying all the way home. Like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Was it really that bad? She's like, no, it just, like, struck a chord so much. So sometimes this transformation can happen outside of the reading. Um, And even I've had um, folks, like, contact me as far as nine years after the reading and say, wow, that, that really came to light. You know, at the time of the reading, I thought it was way off and, you know, you weren't a very good reader. You'd like completely got it wrong. But really it actually just turned out exactly as you had said in that reading and and I wish I'd listened to those messages at that time instead of now, nine years later. Um, So I think transformation occurs um, in different ways and at different times. And, and oftentimes the, the reading itself is just a seed. It's, it's, a, um, it's the start of an idea for somebody or the start of a change. And then there's other synchronistic events that may happen that help that person go, right, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to change my career, I've got to change my relationship or, you know, I've got to change myself in some way. Um, so I think, that, I think that's the beauty of tarot. There's no sort of um, specific way of, of this transformation happening. It just, it just happens in its organic way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, uh, in my first few years of starting to read tarot, um, I, you know, I was full of self-doubt <laughs> and, but I loved doing it regardless. And I did a reading for someone very close to me, but I did not know she, she was related. So, you know, it was during a family reunion and I didn't know exactly what was going on in her life at that time. And I remember doing a reading for her separately than her husband. I did a reading for him as well, who was, he was completely skeptical of the tarot and didn't know what to think about it. They both ended up, you know, kind of like what you said, they're like, "Mm -hmm, okay, you know, throughout their reading, but not really all on board with it. And I thought I completely botched the whole reading. Um, But like three months later, I get an email from them and they thanked me, which I had to redirect that into thanking themselves. But (laughs) they thanked me because apparently they were having severe marital issues and I didn't know it, but each reading pieced together was exactly what they needed to hear in order to help each other kind of get through some of the problems. Um, and they were my the person who was skeptical was like, your tarot reading saved our marriage. So thank you for that. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know, you saved your marriage. The tarot readings just kind of helped get you to talk about things. Well, see, this is the thing as well. It, it also depends if you're ready. So um, mm-hmm. it, it really does come down to the client to say, are you ready to listen to these messages? Are you ready to take action? And, and you know, are you ready to kind of take accountability um, and deal with the shadows that might be existing in your life at that time? Because oftentimes you can do a reading for someone and you know, like intuitively, this is, this is the message that they need to hear. Mm-hmm. And yet you'll have them going, no, nah, that's, that's all wrong. Or like, there's no way that can be true. Or, you know, that's not me. And you're like, okay, well, how about you just sit with this one for, you know, a few weeks, maybe come back to it in a month's time. You never know what might change. Um, and it's, it, again, it's really up to them to be ready to, you know, take whatever messages in those, in those cards. Oh, most definitely. So, 
we've seen it powerfully transform people's lives individually. So what impact do you think it could have on the collective whole, you know, like the collective consciousness? Yeah, this is a really good question. Um, I would love to see people coming back to their own source of power and their own inner wisdom. And I strongly believe that the more that we can use tarot in a way for self-reflection, the better. I think that the more intuitively connected we become as a society, uh, I think, you know, over the last you know several thousand years, we've been very much focused on an external source of knowledge. And now I feel like we're beginning to shift into a new way of being where we trust our inner source of knowledge. And again, the tarot is just one, one little aspect of that. There's so many different ways to connect in with your inner source and your intuition and to know how to trust you and your personal guidance system. Um, and then tarot is just part of that. So I think the more that we can try and eliminate this concept of like tarot is only a fortune telling tool and can only be done by someone with a crystal ball, um, if we can try and let go of that concept and open up for more tarot as like a tool of self-reflection, then we can definitely see some you know progress collectively as well. And that's a really good point because when we were planning out our business and how we wanted to frame that, um, you know, we were looking at all the aspects of things that we're passionate about. And obviously, um, tarot came up in the conversation and our goal is to help transform people internally and help to bring forth their purpose, their truth. And, you know, obviously we use various healing modalities, um, but tarot seems to be one of the most popular ones that people turn to. And it's just really cool to see that because me not reading tarot cards, um, you know, yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> and, you know, obviously I've always, I've always had, um, yeah, I've never, was never skeptical of it. Um, and I've always believed in it, but it was never in my mind to bring that to the table for people to transform themselves. And now that I've seen it transform myself and everybody mm -hmm. else that Sarah reads for, it's like, wow, like, yeah, it was a really good decision to, to put that in there. <laughs> oh, definitely. And I think, um, you know, we have a little mantra or motto uh, for our website. We say, uh, discover self, expand consciousness, reinvent the world. So our goal is to help people really go within in order to find their true path and then, you know, heal along the way, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and then hopefully, you know, become more active in their communities in the sense that it's like a ripple effect and then hopefully change the world in the positive way that it needs. So I really see tarot as a very important tool in that, um, especially because it gets people comfortable with themselves. And that's that's like step one, you know. Mm. Yeah. And, and trusting themselves. And that's, that's such a huge thing. Like even just in the tarot space, um, a lot of the questions are around like, how do I trust my intuition? How do I know that I'm not like just making this stuff up? Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I would love to see um, everyone getting to that point where they can trust themselves. Because I think we've been taught to not trust ourselves that we should just trust the experts or mm. trust the person that's going to tell you what to do you know if you think in terms of the um the tarot i think we're making this shift from the hierophant where you've got the teacher telling you how to think to the lover's card which is where you are starting to trust yourself and yes you may have some difficult decisions 
and you might make some mistakes, but ultimately you learn what your own values are in that in that as well. So I would love to see that transition from that hierophant to the the lovers. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. It's a great um, a great idea to pose. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really curious to know this. Uh, everybody who reads tarot usually has a favorite card um, for personal reasons. Uh, so what what's your favorite card out of the 78 card deck and why? And how exactly do you apply it to your everyday life if you do so? Or is it just kind of something you hold dear to yourself for personal reasons? Yeah, it's um, it's funny. Like I, I want to say, oh, yeah, I love the star card because it's so transformative. <laughs> and I do. I love it. But the card that I actually resonate the most with is the tower card. And interestingly, oh. that's the card that comes just before the star. Um, and so the the reason why I get connected with the tower and, and for those who may not know tarot as well, the, the tower card features this big tower. It's like concrete. It looks like really robust and strong. But suddenly there's this bolt of lightning and it strikes the tower and there's the crown, it's like it's knocked off the top of the tower, there's people jumping out of the windows and flames and so on. It's quite a a dramatic card. (laughs) And the core essence of this card is about um, destruction and tearing down the structures that you think are stable and solid in your life and then you realise, actually, I've got to take these down and I need to rebuild in order to be my authentic self, which we see then in the star card. Um, so for me, I really link to or connect to the tower because I like to be a disruptor, mm-hmm. not not in a like, oh, I'm going to like stomp on everything and <laughs> make everyone feel bad, um, but more I just like to challenge the status quo. I like to just stir things up a little bit and get people to think a bit differently about things. Um, and, you know, as as sort of the founder of Biddy Tarot, I feel like I, I'm doing that as well in, in the tarot world where um, just stirring things up, getting people to think differently about tarot from that sort of crystal ball gazing um, stereotype to something that's more um, modern and more intuitively connected um, but also in, in you know, leading the way in terms of creating a business in this space. Uh, I'm like, I'm incredibly passionate about both spirituality and business and bringing those two together. Um, but I do find that there's sometimes a bit of resistance, say, in the tarot world about creating a business in, in this space. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the tower comes in there as well. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid to challenge the status quo and do things differently. That's so cool. Absolutely. We need we need more people like you in the world <laughs> to challenge that. And we feel the same way because, you know, and it's a, it's some, almost like a rebirthing process, you know, not only for yourself, but for everybody else, you know, and those walls coming down, those barriers are coming down is always going to give way to new life, new ideals, new beliefs, new values. So it's pretty cool. That's it. And even like with those people jumping out of the windows, um, it's you're not going to please everyone. So there's going to be people that go, oh, what are you doing? You're a crazy person. Like, okay, good for you. See you later. That's a good way to put that. That's a good way to put that. I, I absolutely love the tower card. That's actually one of my favorite cards as well. Um, and it's funny. You might find this interesting. This whole past year, I've noticed it has 
um, kind of taken on um, not just that meaning, but um, a little more, a little different of a meaning for me with my clients this past year. I, it's come up in almost every single client um, that I've had, uh, very popular this year, that card, and usually in the past or present. And I've noticed it's it's taken on this meaning of like a chaotic transformation, kind of usually against someone's will, but for their highest good in the end. And people have, the people that I've had that this card shows up, it's so applicable to their lives at that time. And it kind of gives them hope to know that while it may have been rocky and shaky and things that didn't seem to go according as planned are actually restructuring or giving them the space to restructure, to create something much more sturdy and much more stable and something that they can, you know, kind of depend on. And um, that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love that card. Cause I feel like I've had that experience in my life, especially the past few years, many, many times where things just don't seem to be going right. And they just, they're destroyed yet you kind of have a clean slate second chance to rebuild. And um, it's one of the reasons why that's my favorite card as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it kind of like, it really sucks at the time that it's happening. You're like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> but then afterwards you're like, oh, that was the best thing that happened to me. I'm so glad all of that happened. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So our, um, our listeners could find you at biddytarot.com, B-I-D-D-Y-T-A-R-O-T.com. Is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners um, really quickly about any updates that you're doing with the website or business or anything of that sort? Yeah, well, the best way to stay in touch is to sign up for our um, free workbook, which is the five simple steps to read Tarot with confidence. And the whole intention behind this workbook is just to make tarot accessible, fun, enjoyable, so that really anyone can get benefit out of using the tarot. Uh, so make sure you sign up for that. If you even if you just jump over to biddytarot.com, you'll see um, you'll see links to sign up for that free workbook. And then, of course, you know if you're stuck during doing a tarot reading, you can always jump into our tarot card meetings. Um, and we have a number of different online tarot courses to help you become awesome at reading the tarot cards uh, and an online community. So if you are not necessarily getting the support locally, then you can join this amazing community of like-minded people who love reading tarot cards. We've got over 800 people inside of the community right now. So you will definitely find someone that you can relate with. You can ask questions. You can learn more about tarot. Oh, so much tarot goodness in there as well. So you'll find that at biddytarot.com forward slash community. I think that's about it. Awesome. I'd like to personally recommend the soul meditations to anyone who's curious. Um, I, I really enjoy those where Bridget um, records medi- a guided meditation for you to sort of dive into the character and the setting of the card and um, explore it from a very personal uh, perspective and it really really puts you in sort of like a hypnotic place where you become that card you become the characters of the card and I feel like using the soul meditation um, that self-doubt of mine kind of disappears when I'm reading cards because I, I I have flashbacks back to those <laughs> meditations and I feel the energy of those cards at that moment so I recommend those to our listeners if you're into reading tarot as well. 
Awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that because I, 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 the intention behind the the meditations was absolutely yeah, embody the energy. And once you've embodied it, then there is no way that you'll forget that. So when you're doing a reading, like it is such a part of you. It's not like oh, I've just memorized what the words were in that book I read. Um, it's like this is what I really felt, and then that really comes through in your reading. So I'm glad that you've had that experience as well. Well, I've really, really enjoyed it. And um, thank you so much for joining us on this call. I'm sure our listeners are going to be enjoying this just as much as we have. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again. And now your health tip of the episode. Today's health tip is on flax oil. So flax oil is a fantastic um, alternative to fish oil. So I know a lot of you probably take fish oil because you've been told to. Um, there is a lot of fish oil on the market that's absolutely terrible for you um, and shouldn't be taken at all. And to be honest with you, there's not always a great balance between the omega 3s, 6, and 9s. But the alternative, flax oil, will give you that balance. Um, and well, you have two alternatives. One is lower your sixes. <laughs> Don't take in so much saturated oil and, you know, cooking oils. Lower that so your ratio doesn't isn't so out of whack. The flax oil, though, however, can raise your omega-3s. Yes, for sure. And to be honest with you, you'll save a lot of money, too. Um, Barleen's is, I think, the general brand that you can find out there. I know there's other brands out there. How do you spell that? Um, you know, I'm not quite sure. It's either B-A-R-L-E-A-N-S, um, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyways, Barleen's flax oil is great. They sell it in a liquid. They also sell it in a liquid capsule. Um, and you can find that at any health store. Um, and that again is a great supplement to taking, uh, the fish oil. They generally, um, tell you to take three to nine a day, but follow the directions on your flax oil supplement as brands may vary. Yes. And just for you, um, give you some incentive to go out there and get yourself some flax oil. Um, the omegas obviously are good for a lot of things, help with the inflammation, but they are essential to brain health. So make sure you get out there and get that. You'll uh, you'll definitely feel a difference. Again, I always recommend about 30 days, uh, 30 to 60 days before you do start to notice effects. They can take a little while for your system to be able to get used to it and absorb it. And if you prefer to get yours in a whole foods form, just buy flax seeds mill those up and you can keep it in your freezer freshly milled. It's better to buy them whole and then mill them yourself, blend them yourself as they don't lose their energetic properties um, like they would sitting in a store on a shelf. But it's recommended to take three tablespoons of ground flax mill um, meal. Sorry, you can mill the meal. (laughs) If you mill the meal, you have flax meal. (laughs) Um, It's recommended to take three tablespoons of that in in a day. And if you feel that you can do that, then you don't need to necessarily take your flax oil. But for those of you who are busy and it's not as easy for you to get in your flax per day or your walnuts or cashews or almonds or you know, something of that sort, then we definitely recommend the flax oil. Or if you have skin disorders like eczema, psoriasis and other things, 
flax oil supplements can help alleviate that dryness. Yeah. So I think that's about it. Go out and get your flax oil. Get your flax. Um, and before we wind down, we want to tell you about next podcast episode. We will be interviewing two lovely souls that we hold dear to our hearts. They know how to go get life, grab it by the horns. Um, they'll be talking to us about discovering your purpose and exploring your truths. So oh, this is going to be a fun one. Stay tuned for our next episode. Later. Bye.